it is sponsored by the Crime Stoppers of Suffolk County. It's 1-800-220-TIPS, 220-8477. is where all calls get anonymous. And uh, sometimes monetary reward issued for information that will lead to arrests. Joe Jacklin, of course, uh, he uh, is at the center of it all as far as the Report uh, is concerned. Retired NYPD Sergeant, former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case, quite his current adjunct professor at John Jay College, and an author of the Criminal Investigative Function of Government Investigators Edition, number four, Joe, a highly decorated member in the day of the NYPD, including the most notable Departmental of Valor, the aforementioned Sergeant Joseph Jacklone. Sir, great to have you. How are you? Good morning, Jay. How are you? I'm just finishing up the second textbook. It's due on Wednesday, so we're going to be adding another book to that repertoire soon. Beautiful. Look forward to it, my friend. Um, Obviously, we didn't chat when everything went down over the weekend uh, with uh, an off-duty police officer. Joe's a gut-wrenching story. Adid Fias, uh, three days after being shot in the head, uh, succumbing to his injuries. Funeral held yesterday. It was just a, a a horrible situation. You know, a Facebook marketplace meeting a guy to to uh, look at a car. Things go awry, botched robbery, and and this horrific event uh, that took place, Joseph. Yeah, it's awful. And um, you know, now we're finding out that this guy is also wanted on another robbery, the same way he did it. Um, that one was for eighteen thousand dollars, and then. You know, they're starting to list now all of these robberies that are occurring from this Facebook marketplace. So I would just advise people just to be very careful about what you're doing uh, online and, and, you know, bringing people to your home and selling things and and the like. So, um, yeah, this is definitely a pattern that's happening. Um, you know, it, things are like this have always gone on, but now that we're seeing the violence uh, happening in it, uh, it's just um, it's just not a good thing. No, it's a horrible thing. Horrible thing, and uh, you know, went uh, went with his brother-in-law to East New York. You know that area as well as anyone, and uh, just a terrible situation. The brother-in-law, you know, took the gun from his from uh, uh, Fires, and uh, after Fires went down, and uh, attempted uh, to uh, a couple of shots, missed him. They got the man, though. They got the man. And as you say, uh, Joe, he's uh, he's done this before, you know. He's done this before. And that has to be looked into as far as, you know, where where is this guy as far as the system is concerned, you know. Did, did he serve? Did he do Did he do anything as far as the uh, the acts of violence he's had in the past, Sarge? Well, we haven't uh, found that out yet. So what, what we're doing now is, I mean, he's got to think about 19 arrests. From, for a variety of things, but they didn't list, um, you know, times and, and anything else that if you spent time in jail or not. But um, it just goes to show you, too, I mean, every time you read about one of these cases, this is never the first time that these guys have done this stuff, right? It's 18, 19, 30 times, 40 times. So, you know, listen, things aren't going well. I mean, we had a shooting in Times Square last night. I guess the, the gun-free zone signs haven't worked. So, I mean, after a certain point, you have to just say that this is becoming an utter failure. And they they need to do something before this thing totally spins out of control. Which I think it already is. And there there has to be something done. There, there just has to be. You know, and listen, I got Senator Mary Materi coming up uh, in a couple of minutes. You know, somehow, some way, it's got to get through to individuals up in Albany. 
things have to change. Things have to change. I mean, that's all there is. There, there is no, you know, there's no other option. There's no option here, Joe. Um, all right, let's move on. I spoke about this yesterday. Uh, I think it's a good thing. You know, you increase an award. Maybe somebody comes through. That that poor young lady uh, who had uh, thrown thrown had somebody thrown acid in her face. Oh my goodness! Fifty thousand dollar reward now. FBI involved. There's got to be somebody who knows where this individual is. Maybe he's in the Elmont area. They think um, it sounds like they are inching towards something here. It sounds like it. They have the car description. They have his description. 6'2", medium build, we'll see. Uh, but all in all, um, I love when you increase an award because that usually, usually, you know, triggers something, Joe. So maybe something good coming out of this here. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the crime stop, as we know, works. And we also know, too, the fact that when the victim does come forward and people see what this poor woman is going through, uh, you know, I think that anybody who knows something, you, you know, you have to come forward. You can't keep on protecting this individual. I mean, if you just look at this poor woman, you have to just say, like, my God, who does something like this? And it's just uh, it's just unfortunate that things have to go this way. But it is a, it's a tool that law enforcement has that, that works very well. Putting money out on the street to try to get tips and information is an important factor in policing. I mean, the police need the help of the public quite often to solve these things. And it's just, uh, it's an important aspect of the whole thing. Without question, this poor woman, and she's what, 20, 21? 21, I think now. PTSD, she's yeah. suffering six or seven <clears throat> surgeries, uh, blinded in the right eye, uh, completely, uh, and the face just altered. It's, it's, it's awful. Uh, somebody has to know something. Let's get this guy off the street. Let's get him into custody, please. 1-800-244-TIPS. That's the Crime Stoppers in Nassau County, ladies and gentlemen. 244 tips. Again, you have a massive reward in play here. Okay. Uh, if you know something, please make that phone call. Uh, a dangerous guy off the street, very dangerous guy. Uh, and let's get some justice for this family. I mean, it's just a, it's one of the worst. You know, I'm do we're doing this a long time, Joe. You and I. It's one of the worst stories. One of the worst stories. Yeah. That you and I have spoken about without question. Uh, Joe Jacklone, the crime report. Joe, no, this, you know, the. The crimes are, are getting as brazen as ever. And this one happened at rush hour in Smithtown, right on Main Street, with a jewelry store, where a woman opened the door, pretended to be a customer, and then lets four uh, of her assailants in to rob that sort of brazen. Cops need help here. Five now. Five suspects on the loose. A prime example uh, Joe, of, of a very terrible incident here. No, yeah, this is something that we've seen now happen a few times in New York City. And now we're starting to see, you know, something like this happen out on Long Island. So it's almost as if it's a copycat kind of situation. And you know what? You have to let people in because those are your customers. And even though you have buzzers and you have the ability to try to, you know, prevent, um, you know, maybe somebody you don't like the way they look, however, but it's just, uh, it's it's impossible. So, um, you know, I, I think we'll see probably more jewelry stores that's like this um, cater to, you know, customers that they know moving forward or they're going to be hiring um, guards. I mean, because this might only be the beginning of what we see to some jewelry stores on Long Island. And it's just, um, 
it's a shame, but this is what we're coming down to. Is there is, you know, there is zero deterrence out there, folks. I don't know. We've mentioned this a number of times, Jay. I don't know if people realize exactly the fact that nobody's afraid of the criminal justice system anymore. And it's just happening more and more often. And like you said, more and more brazen things happening like this broad daylight. And things that you normally don't see. It can't go into any druid. And listen, I went to get a watch battery a couple of weeks ago. You know, you can't go in without getting buzzed in. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's unbelievable. But, you know, this is this is kind of a common ground now for, for all kinds of stores, you know. And this is the way our society now is set up. It's it's unfortunate, really. Uh, Joe Jacklin on the crime report. Joe, remember the, uh, the guy from Maine? He was accused of stabbing three New York City police officers near Times Square. It happened on New Year's Eve. Uh, you know, one of those alleged attempts to, to carry out a plot, jihad plot, as it's been called, indicted, upgraded, now state terrorism charges. The only way to do this against this 19-year-old out of Maine, Trevor Bickford. Horrible incident there, Joe. Yeah, no, like I said, we're going to see the Fed starting getting involved in more cases. We're going to start seeing this because our local DAs, you know, <laughs> you just can't trust them, right? So the only DAs right now that we look like we have good things going on in Nassau and Suffolk, but in the city... You can't afford to give these cases to Alvin Bragg in Manhattan. He just can't because he just lost another big case against a dirty cop even for crying out loud for not doing what he's supposed to be doing with the discovery laws and all the other stuff. So, I mean, time and time again, we're seeing, uh, you know, people that they elect uh, that just aren't performing their jobs correctly. And you can't have a case like this be put in the hands uh, of, of somebody who's already proven that he's not up to the task question without question uh and uh, this is why you know so we spoke about this a lot yesterday uh you know uh, cops are not appreciated uh in the city alone joe you know better than anyone there were about four thousand down normally uh recruitment's tough you know trying to become a cop uh, you know it's just not there anymore as far as the mindset the appreciation and everything else you know all the work put in only to have those individuals uh, maybe that they put the work in to be let out on the streets and uh it's just not a good time right now well and not only that re- recruitment's down resignations are up retirements are up and you know we don't want to see and we've talked about this for a long time to keep on dropping standards for policing i mean we're looking they're looking deep now into Memphis about what happened there, about dropping their standards. You know, talking about dropping college requirements and all these other things. And remember, our mayor in New York City said the same thing because that's what that's what Chicago has done. Chicago has the, um, started lowering their standards even more, and they still can't get people. So if you lower your standards and you can't get people and you keep on lowering your standards, policing in this country is going to look uh, very bad. If you think the cops are bad now, just wait a couple of years and see what happens when they hire people that should never have this job in a million years. No question. Joe Jacqueline, the crime report, a couple of minutes more. Joe, I, I know there's been a lot of lobbying regarding lawmakers to lower the state's legal blood alcohol limit. So the proposed legislation would lower the legal BAC, blood alcohol content, ladies and gentlemen, to point. Zero five, I think it's 0.05. That's down, of course, from the 0.08. Uh, I'm just wondering, uh, are these types of situations looked at properly as far as really 
coming to fruition here. You know, a lot of advocates calling on New York to join places, you know, other places, overseas. You know, you look at places like I was reading about Argentina, Ireland, uh, which have lowered BAC levels to, to see an immediate decline. They see immediate declines in traffic fatalities by about 10%. I'm wondering if that'll ever happen here. Well, listen, uh, I'm all I'm all for it, right? So I don't drink and drive. I never did, never will. Uh, you don't do that. So if you keep on lowering it, that's, I'm fine with that. But the problem is, you know, are you, are you going to punish people? Are they going to go to jail? Are they going to lose their car? I mean, if you look at some of the other countries, what they do to people um, is much different how we treat people. So that also has to be factored in there. And you know what? I'd be more interested in them figuring out what they could do about people smoking marijuana and driving. Because I don't know about you, Jay, but when I'm driving the car, I often smell marijuana from other surrounding cars in the area. So if we're not if we're not going to be too concerned about people smoking marijuana, then at this point, why bother? Um, you know, with the blood alcohol content, um, they need to they need to address the driving while high part, and specifically marijuana. No question about it, Joe. This was a case you and I spoke about a center each guy who. Uh, stabbed, nearly killed the Suffolk County police officer. This was a couple of years ago during a, you know, one of those opioid-fueled assaults that took place in Patchogue. Uh, earlier in the week, he did plead guilty uh, and probably getting a sentence somewhere around 16 years in prison uh, with his 27-year-old Jonathan Nunes. He'll return mid-March. Very tough deal. We remember the case against Sergeant Christopher Rassiopo. Uh This was the guy, the cop Nunes nearly killed. Uh, during this assault, a uh, very tough deal. Could have bled to death during the attack, Joe. Remember this one. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, this, you know, it, you, sometimes you, you just, there's so many things going on, you forget about these things, and then something like this pops up in the news. And you're like, holy cow, I can't believe that, that case is still going on. But, yeah, no, I mean, listen, we, we do, well, many of us still know that this fentanyl and opioid crisis is, you know, just as bad as it was last year and two years before that, maybe even getting worse. So um, just because people don't, just because the media is not talking about it anymore, that doesn't mean it's not a problem. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of that going on in the last year or so where the media has just not talked about the fentanyl crisis that's happening and the opioid crisis because then it could lead to attacks not only on the police but also on the public. I would say if people are willing to attack the police, what do you think they will do to ordinary citizens? And that's what people have to remember. And even this case, and I'll end it with this, this Civilian Complaint Review Board earlier in the week stating it's recommended discipline against 89 NYPD officers, Sarge, due to allegations of misconduct. This was during the, you know, the Summer of Love 2020 city demonstrations following the death of George Floyd. NYPD has penalized less than half of them, so... You know, it's amazing to me when I read this, you know, did, did they mention anything about the amount of cocktails being thrown by way into police officers or bricks and other paraphernalia? You don't get a lot of that, Joe. No, but they also dropped all the charges against anybody who was arrested, right? So the only people who lose here are the cops, and this is what reform is really about, right? So all the people who were arrested... They uh, summarily dropped all the, all, the, all the cases against them, and now we have the CCRB moving against the police department. So this is the environment that they have to work in, and then people want to know why cops are just saying, you know what, I'm out, I'm quitting, see you later, bye, I'm going somewhere else. Incredible, really is. The Sarge, Joe Jacqueline, we await the new book. Can't wait for that, Sarge. Uh, good stuff, lots of stuff on our plate here. I want you to have a great week and enjoy the Super Bowl.